Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, and this is a bit of a quiet week, or it was, uh, until the last second news drop, which I will mention at the end of the podcast. But otherwise, before that, it was a calm before the storm, before Godzilla vs. Kong comes out. Well, let's start the episode out with the numbers. Staying in first place for the third weekend in a row is Raya and the Last Dragon with 5.2 million for a total of 23.4 million. It's really good there. Only a 9% drop compared to last weekend. Staying in second place is Tom and Jerry with 3.8 million for a total of 33.6 million. Also another great drop of only 7%. In third place is The Courier, which opened with 2 million. In fourth place is Chaos Walking with 1.9 million for a total of 9.6 million. Finally, in fifth place is The Crudes, A New Age, with 620000 for a total of $55.2 million. For a movie that is now out on Blu-ray, it is still in the top five. For the numbers themselves, overall, are solid. Nothing spectacular, but holding steady. For specific markets, this was Los Angeles' first weekend open since last March, and was the biggest market domestically, with $1.55 million. Makes sense, as there is some pent-up demand. As for more movies coming out, Universal will be releasing their action movie Nobody this weekend, and the next week we got Godzilla vs. Kong, which, with early tracking, is shaping up to be big. Right now, analysts have it opening between 20 to 30 million on the three-day. Now, for numbers for this, there's going to be a three-day and five-day because it opens on a Wednesday, but if it can do that, that'll be huge for the box office. Looking at China, Avatar is still in first place for the second weekend in a row, with 14 million for a total of 44 million in its re-release. In second place again is High Mom with 6.7 million. In third place was Endgame again with 3.7 million. Putting in fourth place was a comedy movie called Overall Planning with a terrible 2.73 million. Also opening in fifth place was the Chinese release of 21 Bridges with 2.34 million. So the biggest thing from China this weekend is not how well Avatar is doing, but High Mom. With the money it made, it has now passed $825 million worldwide, making it the biggest movie ever to be directed by a woman. So you can add that to another record for Jai Ling. The previous record holder was Patty Jenkins for the first Wonder Woman. Also for the new movie that came out, Overall Planning, it is getting destroyed on social media over there. Variety is reporting that Moyan audiences are giving it a 3.3, and on the other side, Doban, a 3.0. These are terrible terrible scores. I can't even think the last time I've seen a movie do this bad rating wise. Remember, for these apps, it's, you gotta be, if I remember right, it's 8 and above, you're good to great. Anything below 8 is not good. Anything below 7 is really not good, so you're getting 3s. That's not good at all. But look, you know, it did terrible opening weekend, and it looks like it's gonna collapse fast. 21 Bridges, the result is not too surprising. The movie was not huge a few years ago when it actually came out. And if people in China really wanted to see it by now, they could have watched the bootleg copy of it online. Raya has not picked up at all in China, and overall doing poorly with a total right now of 17.4 million. Quick update on Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0. It has stayed in first place again in Japan for a third weekend in a row, and has now made 45.3 million in total. It will pass the box office gross of the previous movie sometime this week. And to wrap up the numbers, here are quick updates for worldwide. Raya and the Last Dragon is now at 71.2 million. 
Tom and Jerry is at 77.2 million worldwide. The Crude's The New Age is at an even 160 million worldwide. The Little Things is close to passing 30 million, with it at 28.5 million. Finally, Wonder Woman 1984 is at 165 million worldwide. As for actual news, the big one for this week is a shocking development. Regal is planning to reopen sooner than expected. So Cineworld has come in an agreement with Warner Brothers on playing their films in both the U.S. and U.K. For the U.S., the new agreement is that for the rest of 2021, Regal will show the day-and-date movies from Warner Brothers that also premiere on HBO Max. Starting in 2022, Regal will continue to play Warner Brothers movies when they come out, but there will be a 45-day exclusive window. The U.K. deal is slightly different, with that agreement being similar to Universal. At a minimum, movies played in the UK will have a 31-day exclusive window before going to POD. However, movies that reach a certain box office threshold will have the window extended to 45 days, aka the Batman will be the one that stays for 45 days. As for reopening, the idea before was that May with Black Widow for the first week would be to reopen. However, Cineworld has announced that Regal will open some theaters on April 2nd for Godzilla vs. Kong, and then extend the rollout on April 16th for Mortal Kombat. Exact numbers and locations were not given out at this time. So this was a very interesting development because unlike the CEO of AMC, who likes to wear his heart on his sleeve, Cineworld and Regal were very quiet about the fact that they were not going to play Warner Brothers movies. They did not open for one open with the reasoning that they need a constant stream of movies coming out and they will not do what they did for Tenet, which makes sense. Overall, this is a win for a lot of groups. Cineworld gets a pretty fair deal, and in writing, what is happening now will not happen next year, and can focus on reopening. Warner Brothers is happy, because they get more theaters to play their movies, and again, and even Disney is happy about this, because with Regal starting to reopen, they can get a glimpse at what the box office could truly be for Black Widow, which, unless Godzilla vs. Kong numbers are terrible, means Black Widow should not be delayed. Note, I did write and record this before Disney's news, so just keep that in mind. I understand Black Widow's been delayed. I'll talk about it at the end of the podcast. Continuing with the podcast, it also does look like when Warner Media said this day and date release was only for 2021 movies, it does look like they mean it, as Warner Brothers is being allowed to make these deals. One thing to pay attention for for Regal is if they play any Universal movies. Remember, over the past year, AMC and Cinemark agreed to deals with new terms uh, with Universal, Regal, and overall, Cineworld did not. Also, for theaters in the UK reopening, uh, those are still planning to open in May in accordance to the government reopening plans. Looking at new release dates, we will not be getting the F9 vs. Venom 2 battle we all wanted. That's right, Sony has decided to push back Venom, let there be carnage, back to September 17th. This will put it up against Death on the Nile and the Boss Baby family business. Note, yes, I know Death on the Nile was delayed, but... Not at the time I wrote and record this. I feel Sony could have moved it up to June to an earlier release, but it was the right call to move it away from F9. That is too much direct competition. One studio that is taking advantage of a quieter June is Warner Brothers, as they are moving in the heights up one week to June 11th. They are now the only wide release for the weekend. Previously, they were going to go up against the new Pixar film, Luca. Luca. For new movies in the works, we are getting a Puss in Boots sequel. Universal and DreamWorks have announced that Puss in Boots The Last Wish will come out next September, and Antonio Banderas has returned to voice the character. They also announced that the other movie, uh, The Bad Guys, which was moved off the calendar for 2021, now has a new date of April 15th, 2022. So we will be getting two 
DreamWorks movies next year. Still waiting for that Shrek 5 announcement though. I do like the short turnaround. Usually for animated movies you know them three years or more in advance. But having this year and a half turnaround, it's nice. Small update on Paramount's next movies, uh, The Lost City of D, the romantic action comedy starring Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock. Deadline is exclusively reporting that they found a villain and will be played by Daniel Radcliffe. Just this casting alone actually makes me want to see the movie now, depending on the trailer. Uh, I really do think he should be in bigger movies. He's just a great actor all around. Uh, Still no set release date for the movie. In the wake of Zack Snyder's Justice League, a new DC film is in development, but not the one you would think. Variety has the exclusive on this, and uh, Warner Brothers has gotten Emerald Fennell to write the screenplay for a movie for Sentada. Sentada. I feel I'm saying that wrong. You might not have heard of her, but probably her movie Promising Young Woman, which is being talked about a lot on the awards circuit. That was her directorial debut as well. The only other details for the movie is that it would be produced through Bad Robot, and right now is set for a theatrical release and not straight to HBO Max. I will say it's an interesting pick for a theatrical movie, but who knows, maybe they have an idea for it that will work. I have not seen Promising Young Woman yet, but it is on my list to do so, and I've heard a lot of good things about it. Finally, for the podcast, we will wrap up with an update on China and Nomadland. Deadline is reporting that the Communist Party in China has started to tell the local media to limit coverage for the Oscars. What this means is uh, they can report on less controversial categories and to not stream the event in real time. What controversies? Well, we have some Chinese citizens upset at Chloe Zhao over some comments she made years ago. We've talked about that before, but since then, we have a new one. Uh, one of the short films announced for an Oscar is Do Not Split, which is probably upset the party more. The short film is about the anti-Beijing protest that happened in Hong Kong back in 2019. That is a very big no, 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 no topic to talk about in China. I found it odd before why the government said nothing about Chloe Zhao, but honestly, it seemed like they didn't really care. But with the short film, though, they guys are putting the pressure uh, to cut back on news for the awards. It is a shame because she is making history here, especially if she wins, and it should be celebrated over there. Uh, now with this, though, it does make Disney and Marvel Studios maybe a bit nervous about Eternals, since she is the director. Like, does she just not go on the press tour there? Assuming press tours go back to normal by November? Unless somehow things get worse, I do not think China will block the release of the movie. So it depends on how citizens over there feel. If they start protesting Eternals release because of Zhao, then things could change. And that'll be it for this episode of Box Office Receipts. Now, as I was filming this, Disney decided to drop a bomb of an announcement with them moving back their entire slate again and expanding premiere access on Disney+. I will be talking about this in depth in the next episode, and I am already working on a script for it. Until then, thank you for listening, and see you next time.